Hello, hello. Welcome back to the On My Mind podcast. I'm your host, Ava Jules. It's been a while. Really only two weeks, but like two weeks without talking to you feels like an eternity. I just took a little, just a little break because I was kind of getting tired of hearing myself uh, speak. But through the end of the year, from now to the end of the year, we're going to have episodes every single Wednesday, just as we've had. So I hope your last two weeks have been kind to you. It's fall now, which is so crazy. Again, it doesn't quite hit the same for me because of where I live, but I can still appreciate it. I bought some little pumpkin candles. I had to restrain myself from truly decorating my entire apartment in fall decor because one, I don't have the space for it. And two, actually, that's kind of the only reason I just don't have the space for it. Like even my Christmas decorations are shoved in a bin above my parking spot and it's quite precariously all balanced on top of each other so who knows that's been sitting in there since last December so that'll be interesting once I bring that out again but it's such a fun season and I don't know I I love the coziness of fall even though I don't really get the fall weather which is like a huge part of why people love fall I still am here for the the coziness of it I've been up to no good recently no I have been pretty boring recently, which is kind of nice because for a while my life felt very chaotic. I've settled into such a nice routine, which I love right now. During the weeks, I have daily like workout classes and I work out every morning, which has been so nice. I've been cooking, which is quite a concept. I can make a mean salmon dish. Salmon? Salmon? Why don't we pronounce the L in salmon? Salmon? S-A-M-O-N, salmon, salmon, whatever. I make a mean salmon dish, so yummy. Never thought I'd get here. I haven't made pasta in a while. Like pasta has become the meal that I revert to if I have no other ideas left, which is kind of funny because that used to be the meal that I was going to first. And then if I ran out of, you know, my pasta, then I would try to make something else. But that's been really, really nice. I just feel like I have a good weekly routine and then the weekends are kind of just a free-for-all. Sometimes I'll go out and sometimes, you know, just like wreak havoc a little bit. Not too much. And other times it's more like a chill weekend. So that's kind of been my life recently. I've been in a huge reading craze. Oh, I don't want to know how much money I've spent on books recently. And I'm so tempted to get a Kindle. But you all probably understand this problem. There's nothing like a proper book and like the smell of the pages holding a book in your hands there's something about it that a kindle can't replace but you know what a kindle has every single book you could want on it which is such a concept and it takes up like no room which is so nice but my thing is also i'm i'm uh, building to have a home library one day which is not I don't think anytime soon, but like one day I would love a whole area of books. So I'm kind of just building up to that, I guess. But in this apartment, there's literally books wherever you look and I kind of just have them scattered everywhere. But I have been really enjoying reading lately and I read The Mother-in-Law most recently, which is like a murder mystery book about this relationship between a mother-in-law and a daughter-in-law. It's a dual POV, which is really nice, and also an alternating timeline. So you get the mother-in-law's POV, the daughter-in-law's POV. They have a very interesting relationship. The mother-in-law ends up dying, which is not a spoiler because it happens literally in, like, the first two chapters or, I think, whatever, like, three or four. And it's also on the back of the book, so, like, it's not a spoiler if it's on the back of the book, which I don't read the backs of the books, so I didn't know she was going to die. But I knew it was a mystery, so I kind of assumed. But that was really good. I gave it four stars just because I'm trying to be a little more picky when I give out five stars. Like I want five stars to really mean something and hold some weight to it. Cause if I just give all good books five stars, then you know, it lessens its value a little bit, I feel like. So I gave it four stars. And then before that, I gave a book five stars, which was Yours Truly by Abby Jimenez, I think. And that was one of my favorite romance books that I have ever read, mostly because I just feel like it was so endearing to read And it was about an adult relationship, which I really resonate to. I've mentioned this in videos that I've talked about books, but I feel like I've definitely moved past reading about like high school romances, even sometimes college romances. I'm kind of, I don't know, I can't really relate to it. I feel like I'm at the age where I'm like reading proper romance books, which is really fun. And also it's a little more (laughs) spicy, which I love. I love (laughs) smut. Anyway, I'm currently gearing up. 
I'll give you a little spoiler, not a spoiler, but like a little tease to a video I have coming up, which I'm so excited about. I think it's an original concept. I don't know. I could look it up on YouTube and see if it's not, but I wanted to get more into book videos again because I did a book review video recently and I used to do them all the time or pretty periodically. And then I didn't for like a year and a half because I just was in a huge reading slump. So I finally made a book video and I was like, oh my gosh, I missed doing videos like this on my channel. What other reading or book videos can I do that's not just book reviews? And I was like, ooh, what would be a spicy, fun little video to do in the autumn season? Because I feel like autumn and fall is the perfect season for reading because the vibes are just there. And so I came up with the idea. I'm going to read the entire Twilight Saga in my goal is 72 hours. <laughs> so that's a video that I'm going to do. Get excited for that. I'm really excited. I haven't read the Twilight series since I was in literally eighth grade. I, I don't know who let me read that book at eighth grade. At the ripe age of 13, I had no business reading that, but it was so good. And I have no idea what the books are like. I forgot all about them. I've obviously rewatched the Twilight series far too many times because they're they're so sometimes they're just so bad that they're good. And like the color grading on the original Twilight movie, if you know, you know, something about that blue hue gives me tingles in my bones and it's just so good. So I was like, this would be such a fun video. I'm going to try and read the entire Twilight series in 72 hours. We'll see if I can do it. So that's that's what's coming up. I'm gearing up to uh, take that on because that is four books and if I'm feeling really spicy then maybe I'll even do Midnight Sun which is a book that Stephanie Meyer the author of Twilight legend thank you for creating Twilight because I don't know where I'd be without you uh it's the Twilight book but in Edward's point of view and I read that I think it came out in 2020 and I read it then and it was so interesting because all the books are in Bella's point of view and so to finally see and understand what Edward was feeling was a once in a lifetime experience. So maybe I'll reread that too, but we'll see. So that's, that's what's coming up. And speaking of YouTube, I feel like I've been so in love with YouTube again, which makes me super happy. I've been uploading every single Sunday. If you don't follow me on YouTube and maybe you just listen to my podcast, you should definitely check it out. Hopefully it's not a jump scare if you don't even know what I look like. Well, I guess you know what I look like because of the album cover of my podcast, <laughs> but yeah, it's a fun time on there. And I've just been really enjoying creating videos again. And I've been so excited about it. I got so excited about it that I couldn't sleep one night. So I planned out a rough idea of every single video I'm going to make to the end of the year, which is kind of crazy. And sometimes it changes, but I just had a lot of ideas in my head of what kind of vlogs and stuff that I wanted to do. So that's exciting. But also it's interesting because that being said, and I've talked about this with other creator friends of mine. I feel like you can never have it all with feeling like you're on top of your YouTube game. Also Instagram and TikTok and for me a podcast. Like I feel like never have I been so active on all four of them just because I feel like there's no way to be posting on Instagram every single day, stories, posts, creating cute posts, making a TikTok and having a video every week and also like recording a 30, 45 minute hour long podcast every week without kind of just going crazy and like feeling in a creative rut and also not living in my own life and like being present for it. It's kind of, it sounds so silly, like, but that's just something that I kind of struggle with. I feel like Instagram and TikTok, I haven't been super active on recently, but the thing is, I feel like I've never been inactive on all platforms at once. Like I'm always somewhere you just have to search for it. So if I'm missing from one platform, I'm probably popping off on another. And recently that's been YouTube, which I just love. I love long form content and I will just always stand by that. There's nothing like watching a vlog when you sit down to eat a meal. When was the last time I ate a meal in silence with my thoughts? I could not tell you because I always need a little vlog to watch for some entertainment, which I don't know if that's necessarily good. But I think with the nature of the industry and how it's kind of going, like the social media world and everything is so short form and like easy, fast to consume, you see it, you scroll past it and it's done. I just, there's an art to long form stuff and that is just my bread and butter, what I love most because I started off doing that too. So I just got to stick to my roots, but I'm trying to find a good balance where I still feel good about what I'm doing because right now I'm like feeling guilty that I haven't posted a lot on Instagram but also I don't know sometimes I'm like it just feels so silly and I'm like I don't really have anything to post it's, these are just yeah these these issues don't matter so I'm gonna hop into today's episode which I'm so excited about 
I asked you all to submit your stories on a moment that changed your life. And I'm so excited. I really don't know where these stories are going to go. And so I'm excited to read through them. And I don't know, I feel like this could be a very uplifting episode. So I'm excited to see what stories you guys have to share with me and for me to share on here. I think if I were to share a moment that changed my life, what first comes to my head, because it happened pretty recently, I came up on, well, we came up on the one-year mark of Micah and I meeting, which if you don't know the story, definitely go back to that episode. I think the episode is called what's on our mind, meet my boyfriend, and we recap our whole relationship story and how we met. If you haven't listened to that, it's one of my favorite episodes, and I know you guys really liked it too because you really dived into our relationship story and how it happened because it's not your average, you know, modern-day romance of, like, meeting on Hinge or something, which there's no issue with that. The dating scene is hard. Dating apps can be really great. They also sometimes suck, which trust me, um, I understand, (laughs) but I feel like we have a pretty cool story if you want to check it out. But to contribute to this, a moment that changed my life, and it's just so prominent, like I said, because it passed the one-year mark of this past recently, me saying yes to going out to a club on a Wednesday night was a moment that changed my life. That club was Dave & Buster's because in Hawaii, I don't know if it's like there anywhere else, but Dave & Buster's turns into a club on Wednesday nights. And you have to be 21 plus. There's a dance floor, which I never knew. And it was just so unlike me to agree to go out on a weeknight. But my friend, Bailey, we had planned a little girls' night. She's like, there's a super cute swing bar in Waikiki, which is, I'm sure you know what Waikiki is. It's like the most popular spot on Oahu that I'm sure you are aware of. But there's a little swing bar with literal swings. Like from the top of the bar, there's swings that hang down. And you just sit at the bar and you're on a little swing, on a little swing set. It's like an adult playground. I was like, that's great. Let's do it. Wasn't expecting anything out of it. I got ready for that night. And I, like I said, it was a Wednesday, so I wasn't really trying to wreak havoc, get into trouble or like, you know, cause chaos or anything. I didn't really even put on makeup. I just, it wasn't that kind of, that kind of night for me. I didn't really, wasn't in the popping off mood. I wasn't really in the social mood, but I was excited to just go get drinks with my girlfriend And so we went and I remember it was probably around 9 p.m. We were there for a little bit and she was like, well, we both were kind of just like, oh, I want this night to end. And she was like, well, on Wednesdays at the time, I was like, well, there's nothing open on Wednesdays. Shucks. Like there's no clubs till the weekend. (laughs) I like didn't really want to go out. And she was like, well, Dave and Buster's actually is a club on Wednesdays. And I was like, oh, God, she convinced me to go, which took in my head, I was like, I really did not want to. I didn't feel like it. I wasn't ready. I wasn't dressed to like go out. I wasn't feeling super like confident and like hot. Like when I usually go out, I'll put in some effort to how I look just because it makes me feel good. So I wasn't super keen. Whose cause honking outside? Okay, it stopped. I wasn't super keen on going out. But she convinced me we got there so early. You know, have you ever like been out to a nightclub or a bar and it's way too early for there to be any action and you're kind of like the first ones there and it feels really uncomfortable and awkward. That's how it was. I think there was a total of like five other people there. It was so empty and I was like, oh, I just felt like a caged animal. I was like, oh, this is so bad. (laughs) Like I'm out in the open because sometimes when it's super crowded, I feel like I can just melt away into the crowd. But no, it was super empty. And so we got there and I was like, I don't really want to be here, but you know, we were just going to make the most of it. And little did I know at the time, that was the night that I was going to meet my future boyfriend. And had I not said yes to going out that night, I wouldn't have met Micah. But like, I also refuse to believe that like we wouldn't have met in another way, just because there's been so many instances where you've been at the same place and he has seen me, which he said in the podcast. But if you haven't listened, I'll just recap. He's seen me other times, but I didn't know who he was. Well, I knew who he was, but I didn't see him back. And it's just, I don't know. I feel like even if I hadn't gone out that night, I think... I think we would have been brought together else how, but like, I just don't know. Oh, it's just crazy. Cause I'm like, thank God I said yes to going out because now I'm in a happy, great relationship. Thank God, because who knows what trouble I would have gotten into, but now here I am. Fall is here. Woohoo. 
<laughs> and I'm excited to get serious about clothes again, but not too serious. That's why I love Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Renting from Newly every month lets you bring trending pieces into your wardrobe, the quiet luxury stuff like tailored blazers, chunky knits, and formal dresses without dropping serious cash. For only $98, you get your choice of six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. Mine include Free People, Madewell, Anthropology, just to name a few. There's inclusive sizing, fast, free shipping and returns, and probably my favorite thing, the option to buy what you love, sometimes up to 70% off. Newly has everything and anything you need to spice up your wardrobe this season. Have fun with it. You're able to get inspired, get creative, and truly explore your style like you never have before without making commitments. I think this is literally the most genius idea ever, and I love them for it. Orders are shipped in recycled recyclable and reusable totes with no plastic packaging clothes are cleaned using energy and water efficient methods and styles are repaired rather than thrown out newly is already a great value at 98 dollars a month for any six styles but right now you can get 20 dollars off your first month of newly when you sign up with the code mind 20 just go to n-u-u-l-y.com that's newly with two u's and enter the code mind 20 and sign up to get 20 dollars off your first month that's n-u-u-l-y.com newly with two u's with code mind 20 newly subscription clothing rental change your clothes and also i just feel like the whole butterfly effect of everything in life everything is a butterfly effect whether you know it or not and one day you'll realize it sometimes you don't because the butterfly effect is like little minute things that you do that happen to you that you experience that change the trajectory of your life and so if I take this even a step back further it's like I became friends with Bailey because she was a photographer at the time for uh, a nonprofit here that I was doing a beach cleanup for and she was working for that company and I remember she approached me. She was like, hey, I've seen you. Like, would love to do a photo shoot with you one day. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. And a few months went by without reaching out. And I finally was like, you know what? I'm down. Let's do it. We ended up doing a photo shoot, became actually really good friends. And even stuff like that, it's just crazy. Because I'm like, if I hadn't met this girl, we wouldn't have gone out that night, planned a girl's night. And then I wouldn't have gone to Dave and Buster's, wouldn't have met Micah. Taking it back even further, it's like, what if I decided not to go to the beach cleanup that day and I did another day? It's just crazy how the butterfly effect works. So I think, I mean, all of those are moments that change my life. Sometimes you don't even realize a moment that changes your life until you're looking back on it and you're like, wow, that brought me to where I am now. And that caused this certain event to happen. So anyway, that's my story. Time to get into all of yours. Let's see what moments changed your life. Hey, on my mind pod crew and Ava, my moment is a bit sad, but so, so important to the story of my life. My dad passed away from cancer a month before my 13th birthday, which forever impacts most aspects of my life. Obviously, the typical life-changing things occurred, now having one parent, not having him around, etc. But I think one of the biggest changes it made to the trajectory of my life is the way it changed my outlook on life. Knowing that anyone can be taken out of your life at any given time has made me cherish my friendships and relationships so much more. Despite that sometimes I may hold onto people that no longer serve a positive in my life, I'm so grateful for this trait of mine. It makes me cherish moments with friends, take chances that seem scary or impulsive, like cage diving or last-minute vacations, and understand that no matter what you do, what will happen will happen. My dad was the biggest health nut, always eating right but indulging on my mom's baking and working out in our home gym every day. His doctors were so shocked that this guy with model health would get so sick. That just showed me that, while yes, I should take care of my body and not make it easy for sickness to come my way, you cannot prevent anything 100%, but that shouldn't stop you from still trying your best. So big three things came out of his loss. Cherish the people and moments in your life, take changes because you still need to live, and do your best in everything, even if the outcome isn't what you'd wish for. Thanks for giving this a read. Love y'all. That is so sweet. It's crazy that even in light of horrible things that happen to us around us to people that we love we always find something positive that comes out of it and i i think that's a beautiful thing that the human brain does is find a way to seek something from that awful situation and it can change your life just like with this story which is so sweet i love how you said that it makes you appreciate and be grateful for what's around you i think that's so beautiful and sometimes it takes an experience like that to kind of wake us up in that way and also i feel like it just goes to show which this is something i've talked about before 
but you can't control everything. You can just control what you can control and you can't worry about the rest because like she said, what will happen will happen. This may be long-winded. I'm a windy road kind of storyteller. Enjoy. Perfect. Love it. I've had many moments that have changed my life, but this is the one that popped into my head. So I guess here's some backstory. I had been friends with this guy since 2017, and he was one of those guys that would flirt on and off with me, but nothing ever happened. I guess the term could be a situationship. I'm 22 years old and don't know the lingo. Anyway, we had been friends for a while. Then in 2019, I reconnected with a girl that I knew when I was younger, and we became best friends really fast, which I loved because she's amazing. Moving on to January 2022, the guy and I are still friends and I had a big crush on him. Looking back on it, it was stupid because he wasn't right for me at all, but I realize now that I just liked the attention. Valid. At one point, I was with the girl and she ended up asking me for the guy's Snapchat. I didn't think too much of it, so I just gave it to her. Also, it's important to know that she was well aware that I liked him. Flash forward to March 2020, a lot of stuff happens and I can kind of tell they like each other, but I was in denial. But I eventually hear from them that they are dating and I was broken. And the whole thing was shitty because they acted like I was in the wrong when I probably would have been fine with it if she just came to me. And the guy kept saying, you're just upset I didn't like you back. And truthfully, I could care less about him now. Anyway, that was a shit show. Flash forward to now. Flash forward to now. They got married last fall. Whoa. And I also got married last fall. I ended up meeting the most amazing guy on Hinge and got married a little over a year after meeting. Oh my gosh, I was just talking about Hinge. Yes, I love that. See, There are success dating stories on Hinge. And that's still a great story. Like meeting on Hinge. Tell me about your first date. What was like your first time? I love dating app stories because I'm like, how do you go from meeting each other on the internet to like being in real lifers? (laughs) So I say that's the moment that changed my life because if that hadn't happened, then I might have not met my now husband. Thanks for reading. Just like I said, in the moment when things are like, why why is this happening to me like what is going on this sucks hindsight is always the best sight because you just see what worked out for you and I feel like that just gives me so much comfort when things don't go the way that I had initially wanted or the way that I had planned and it always ends up working out in the end even if you don't see it right away and it's hard being in that because you know like when something bad happens you're like I know that things will work out the way they're supposed to but like why why me and then it all comes full circle I love this story and it's like yeah who knows what if you you just never know I love this Ooh, the subject line to this reads freak accident leads to finding my life purpose hey Ava so I might have over exaggerated the title just a bit okay But this is my story on how a freak accident changed the course of my life and led me to discover my passion. So first, we have to start off with a backstory. This was five years ago. I was 16 years old and had recently met a guy through Instagram. We decided to meet up and go on a date at the trampoline park. Cute date idea. What seemed like a fun date quickly turned south. Oh, I take that back. (laughs) When I decided that it would be fun to race each other across the trampolines. As we ran, I tripped by getting my foot stuck between the trampolines and ended up breaking my leg. Like full on break. I couldn't walk and ended up having to get surgery that same night. The injury was pretty severe, and I needed physical therapy to learn how to walk again. It was a long and emotional time in my life, but I never would have changed what happened. They say you never know what you have until you lose it, and I lost my ability to move and walk. After my recovery, I realized how grateful I should be for my body and everything it does for me. Soon after recovering, I started showing gratitude to my mobility by going to the gym and started to grow a passion for health and fitness. I became inspired by the physical therapist who helped me, and I decided to go to college with a major in kinesiology. I now have an extreme love for fitness, and I hope to graduate with my degree this December and become a personal trainer so that I can share my passions with others and help be- help others become the best version of themselves. It's crazy how a freak accident. It's crazy how a freak accident can lead you to discovering your path in life. It really is true that things happen for a reason. That's wild. That's so cool. I feel like if that hadn't happened you might have not had even the idea in your head to like go towards that path in life. Oh, this is, I'm getting very reaffirmed right now that what happens to you in the moment when it sucks, things that happen to you sometimes happen for you. And looking at it like that, even though it's like the littlest shift in perspective of like, okay, this happened to me. No, this happened for me makes such a big difference. That is so cool. Dear Ava, I don't know why I've chosen to write about this story in particular. I've barely been on this earth long enough for life-changing events, but I suppose it's fitting. When I was eight, I lost my grandfather. I struggled a lot afterwards mentally and physically. Everything took a downward spiral for years. Even now, as I look back, it's hard to imagine how I got out. 
but this story isn't about his death. It's about a smiley face on my dad's sunroof. About a a month or so after my grandpa died, though we can't really determine when it showed up, there was a water ring in the shape of a smiley face on my dad's sunroof. We joked about it at the time that it was my grandpa coming to greet us after the storm. We also assumed that a quick trip to the car wash and it would be gone. Newsflash, the smiley face wasn't gone. No one in my family knows how the smiley face stuck. We tend to believe it's just there, a constant coincidence, waiting for the laws of time and the horrible weather in our area to wash it away. But for nearly 10 years, through rain or shine, that smiley face has stuck around. It has seen a couple raise children they don't understand and yet know better than themselves. It has seen a girl who cried when she laughed and was silent when she really needed to cry. It has seen a boy boy who has just started his first steps into young adulthood. I don't know why my grandpa chose to give us a smiley face. I don't know if it'll last forever, but it's there. It's a reminder that none of us are ever alone through our hardships or our triumphs. And it's always a reminder that after the storm passes, there's always a little smile waiting for you. P.S. The smiley face is still there to this day. See, stuff like that. I don't even know if I believe in coincidences anymore. Mike and I were recently talking about this and he has a really interesting thought process on why nothing's a coincidence. And so we were talking about it and I was like, that's so true because he was explaining it. I'll let him speak his truth on this when he finally comes back on the podcast because I've been trying to get him back, but sir is busy. So I'm left to do it by myself. Uh, He was saying that the odds of a coincidence happening are usually what, like one in a thousand, one in a million. And so for that to happen to you, is that a coincidence? No, like, oh, what a coincidence seeing you here today. Like when you bump into someone, maybe you're meant to bump into them. Like, was it a coincidence that I had never gone to Dave and Buster's? (laughs) Going back to this damn story uh, on a Wednesday and that he was also there. Like the odds of that are so slim. Nothing is a coincidence because even for him, And when he told me this, I was like, that is insane. The only reason he went out that night with his boys was because one of his friends had come home from Navy training and they were supposed to go out the week before because his trip got pushed back. So that's the only reason why he was there that specific Wednesday night. And that was also the night that I got dragged out there. I say dragged, but like, thank God she did. (laughs) My persistent legend. Uh, Nothing is a coincidence. I think that's such a cool story, and I hope that smiley face stays there forever. Our idea of working has changed so much over the years from having to be in person every single day, nine to five, to now having more flexibility and being able to work remotely. But something that will never change is our need for help. Whether you're in office or working remotely, finding the right tools to help us succeed can be difficult, but that's why Squarespace can help. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform that can help you succeed no matter where you are in your career. Squarespace is for you. It makes it easy to create a nice website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content. It's all in one place and on your terms. With Squarespace, you have endless opportunities to succeed. If you're an entrepreneur, small business owner, you can sell your products on an online store, whether it's physical, digital, or service products. Squarespace has the tools to help you get started, or you can create websites if you need to for school. With their professional templates, you can create the website of your dreams, plus you're able to customize and update content easily and add features to fit your unique needs. Or if you're a business owner, you can utilize your business analytics by learning where your site visits and sales are coming. You can analyze which channels are most effective and improve your website and build a marketing strategy. So let Squarespace help you succeed. Head over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash mind to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I can't wait to see what you create. I just graduated college and was a part of the track and field team at my school. What's really cool about track, at least at my school, is that the men's and women's teams practice together so you're able to become close with lots of different people. I also went to a D3 school so I was able to get close with almost everyone in my major classes as well. I was a digital art and marketing major so most of my assignments were projects. And since I was a senior, I wanted to make sure that I would graduate with a strong portfolio and put lots of time into homework. I spent most nights in the computer lab with a group of friends and other digital art majors. One of these students was also on the track team and a very talented artist. We weren't super close, but were becoming better friends as the year went on. He had lots of potential and wasn't even a senior yet, so I was excited to see where he would go as an artist and athlete. We would also chat at track, and he was always willing to try new events, cheer everybody on at practices and meets, and really inspire everyone to be better as well. 
After I graduated, I got a big girl job and moved back in with my parents to save some money. About halfway through the summer, I got a notification on my phone from my track group chat, which was weird since I was technically not on the team anymore. The message said that the young man had drowned and gave details about his services. When I got the message, I was taken aback. I didn't know how to feel. He wasn't my best friend, but he was definitely someone I talked to often and was inspired by. The whole community was really heartbroken by his passing and honestly just really surprised. As soon as this happened, I started to realize how life, how fast life can change and how important it is to be grateful. This was a guy that was involved, kind, respectful, literally all the things you would think of in his student athlete. From the moment on, I promised myself that I wouldn't make stupid excuses for things I wanted to try but just didn't or be scared to ask someone to hang out just because it had been a while since we chatted last. Long story short, always take advantage of the opportunities that come your way and don't stress the little stuff because life is truly too short. Wow. Perspective is such a crazy thing to like gain insight on and it's so hurtful when someone amazing like that leaves this earth and it's like they were such an amazing person there's so much beauty in like the legacy they leave behind and like the lives that people touch and i'm sure that he didn't even realize how many lives he had touched and oh that's that's beautiful that he touched yours in such an amazing way and it's just crazy because like you said you were you weren't best super close friends with him someone you knew and you had talked to and he still impacted your life in such a profound way I think that's beautiful the moment that changed my life was finding out that my dad is a 9-11 survivor let it be noted I was about to be two at the time and have no memories but I remember learning about what happened for my mom and my siblings and this is what changed my life on September 11th 2001 my dad left for New York for a business trip like he normally does my siblings went to school and my mom stayed home with me I remember them talking about how it was such a perfect day, not a cloud in the sky. My dad had a meeting with his team in the North Tower that morning. Ooh. Their office space was on the 93rd floor. Before he got in the elevator, he stopped in the lobby to get me an outfit. Oh. <laughs> Before he got in the elevator, he stopped. <laughs> Sorry. That's so cute. He stopped in the lobby to get me an outfit Oh, that I still have to this day. When my dad got in the elevator, the plane hit. The doors opened to let someone out seconds before, and he and one other person jumped out before it disintegrated. This was on the 91st floor. Nobody on the 92nd floor or above survived. Whoa. If he hadn't stopped moments before, and that woman hadn't gone off on the 91st floor, he wouldn't be alive today. He lost almost 300 of his colleagues and friends that day. My dad hasn't stopped working for the company since. He just celebrated his 50th anniversary. Wow, that is a long time to work somewhere. My family has told this story more times than I can count. It's a story that when I first heard, I couldn't believe. It's a miracle that my dad is alive. I can't imagine what my life would be like if I didn't have him. Every year, I thank God he's still here and feel horrible for everyone who did lose someone that day. I visited the memorial in 2019 and bought my dad a mini version of the survivor tree. I've never taken him for granted and I never will. Live every day to the fullest and hug your loved ones. Quote from my dad. Ooh, sorry. That made me so emotional. Reading 9-11 stories, I guess also because it just passed, but like, oh, wow. Sorry for getting emotional here. I know this is obviously not even my story. I'm very sensitive. Um, Thank you for sharing this. I know that this also 9-11 just passed and so I feel like that's probably why um, it's hitting harder but I mean it's crazy how so many people have a story from that day and also just having family who lived in New York when it happened and hearing their stories and them having known people who tragically passed that day it's just so close to home. So thank you for sharing this story that is so beautiful. <laughs> the opening sentence of this one says, I stepped on someone's foot at a club. <laughs> Ooh, I have a feeling that this might lead to finding the love of your life. Let's see. It was a girl's night out, no men at all. The best. <laughs> Grab your free drink and go. I'm dead. Yeah. I was out dancing with my girlies and this man was standing next to us and I wasn't paying attention, but I was dancing so widely, apparent, wildly, apparently, that I stepped on this man. I never wear heels out, but today was the day. So I stomped on this man's toe and apologized. We get to talking and he asked for my number and I say no because it's a girl's night. Wow. Loyal to the cause. I turn back to my friends and say, let's go because he's trying to hit on me. We leave and 45 minutes later, he's running to me outside 
begging for my number. So I gave in and went back to my friends. How did he find you? If it's 45 minutes later, legend. I go, was he tracking you? We were both freshly 21 and now we're 25 getting ready to move in. And I can't imagine life without him. He's my best friend slash boyfriend. Silly to think that at a young age, but I never thought it would get this far. Homeboy was supposed to be a one night stand and he thought the same. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That is wonderful. See, it's just like moments like that on a more molecular level. I don't know why I'm using such big words. uh, You deciding to put on heels, like who knows how that would have affected. Like maybe you wouldn't have stepped on his foot and like met. Oh, I need more. Like, did you guys know each other at all? Would you guys have connected any other way? Did you have mutuals? The way you're, the way the story looks, it seems like he's a literal random man that you have no idea who he was. And now you guys are domesticated. (laughs) That's crazy. Moments like this are just further proof that at any given instant in your life, you just don't know when it's going to be and it's never when you expect. The unexpected can happen and lead to like the most life-changing thing. Ooh, I love stories like this. I eat it up. (laughs) Growing up, I've always had the worst family life with divorced parents and horrible relationships with my step-parents. At the age of 18, my boyfriend and I were doing long distance and I was starting community college in my hometown. I got my own job and was paying a lot for my own things and got into a fight with my stepmom. And when she's upset, my dad would always side with her. So one day I just chose to run away and left my phone and car and over half of my belongings at my childhood house. My best friend was so supportive of me. So she took me to the airport and I met my boyfriend there. My boyfriend was supposed to fly to visit me. So I just met him at the airport and we instantly flew back to his hometown. The minute I was even at the airport, my boyfriend was getting text messages from my family and it kind of scared me and made me think I was going to regret it. I had so many things and didn't know if I was doing the right thing because it was so overwhelming and dramatic of a time to try to figure out what my new life was. I now live 1,000 away mile. I now live a thousand miles away from my family, which is lonely at sometimes because it's just my boyfriend and his family there. But it's been amazing finding myself, getting a new job, bettering my relationship with my family, and creating boundaries, making new friends, and progressing and becoming a nurse. I don't think I ever would have had the guts to do that again. But I think the hardest decisions. Oh, I'm going to say this with. Uh, I'm going to say this clearly. Can't stumble over my words at this last part because I think this closing sentence uh, says it all. But I think the hardest decisions can have the best outcomes. Mic drop. I can't drop this mic because it's mounted to a tripod. My mom was diagnosed with cancer 10 years ago. That in itself was life-changing, but that's not the story. I grew up in a small town in South Wales, UK, and one month before my mom was diagnosed with lymphoma, my eldest sister and niece packed their life up and moved back to our home country of Barbados. My other sister had just finished university, and she had also booked a six-month trip to Barbados to work with my aunt and help our sister and niece settle into their new life. I was finishing school and over the moon to have a few months without my sister. We shared a car, and it caused a headache inducing amount of arguments. It was Christmas Eve when my mom had her first round of chemo and after the second round it was decided that my mom would move in with her parents in a nearby town as he could give her move in with her partner in a nearby town as he could give her 24/7 care and I was in school. We didn't want to risk me catching a cold and giving it to my mom whilst her immune system was down. So this meant I was home alone at the age of 18, something that I didn't mind, but honestly wasn't a good idea as I was prone to hosting house parties and got a little out of hand sometimes. At the same time, our local pub was getting refurbished and looking for staff. My mom's best friend, whose son was the manager of said pub, decided it would be a good idea if I picked up a couple of evening and weekend shifts. They sold it to me as more money, but they knew they could keep an eye on me during a very difficult and stressful time. Anyway, whilst working there, I fell in love with a coworker. We've been together for nine years, and two weeks ago, he got down on one knee and proposed. P.S. My mom had treatment for six months and kicked cancer's butt and in 10 years in remission. So happy ending on all friends. Ah, that is so crazy. Again, it's just like, who knows if you ever would have worked at that pub and found the love of your life, like I said, the butterfly effect will just always give me the chills because it's like one thing leads to another. And if certain things hadn't happened, your life would look completely different. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Something I've talked about before on here and on my social media is that I tend to struggle with anxiety. Sometimes it comes in the morning. Sometimes it comes right before bed and keeps me up all night. Sometimes it's before events, social events, and then other times it comes out at the most random mundane moments. No matter when it comes or what the situation is, I think a great way to overcome anxiety is to talk it through. And one place I'm able to talk it through is in therapy. Therapy is 
a safe place where I can express myself, get out of negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace. With the help of therapy, I've been able to find the skills to help overcome anxiety no matter where and when it comes. It's truly helped me find confidence and has empowered me to be the best version of me. I have been going to a therapist more recently. I used to back when I was like 16, 17, and I go to the same person that I did before now as a 22-year-old and navigating my 20s, figuring all of that out. But if you're new to it and want to check it out, I think the ease and accessibility of BetterHelp is amazing. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All it takes is a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com mind today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com mind. On February 25th, 2020, I heard the words no one wants or deserves to hear. You have cancer. I was 14 at the time, just a kid. But at that moment, I was forced to grow up as my childhood was stripped away from me and I entered into a world of needles, sickness, chemo, and unending tests. The hospital became my home, yet I couldn't be more thankful for that moment in my life. Now I'm healthy and living by so many new standards that I've made that have made my life what it is. Some of the things I've learned are there's so much power in finding little things that make you smile each day, even something as small as yummy food, a good book, or time with family and friends. Mindset is always key. If you tell yourself you're going to have a good day, it probably will happen and the same goes for a bad day. The most control you have over your life is in your mindset. Ooh, yes. It is so important to surround yourself with good, soul-filling people, ones who can find a reason to make you smile even on the worst of days. On days you don't feel like you can take another step, there are so many people surrounding you who are willing to help you make it through that. It is always okay to ask for help. Finally, never take a single day for granted. Tomorrow is promised to no one and I've experienced that firsthand. So live every day like it's your last, find reasons to smile, do the things you love, and forever be grateful for the life you live and the people living it with you. I genuinely believe I would not be where I am today without that diagnosis, and for it, I'm grateful. Wow. You, my friend, have such an amazing mindset towards what could have torn your life apart, which I'm sure it did, but hearing all of these things that you learned, it's it's so reaffirming knowing that so much of your life and your happiness is up to you even when horrible things happen around you or to you the one thing you always have is how you see things so thank you for sharing some of the things you learned i i will take that with me hi ava before i get into the juicy details i wanted to tell you that i adore you your podcast and all of your content you're truly an inspiration to me and so many others okay let's get into it oh you're so sweet thank you I'll preface this by saying I'm 21 now and one moment when I was 17 changed the course of my life entirely. I was walking around my local convenience store when I spotted a really cute guy. He was the cashier two lanes over and boy oh boy was he breathtaking. I didn't think of much of it at the time but as I was walking back to my car with my mom she mentioned that he was looking at me. I did not believe her one bit but she made a good point. You see I grew up in a very small town so the fact that I didn't know him meant that he couldn't have gone to my school. So with some convincing from my wing woman mother, I decided to drive back later that day to give him my number. Whoa, damn. I was so nervous that I wrote my number in socials by, why did I think like you meant your social security number? I was like, oh shit, (laughs) you're diving into the deep end. (laughs) I don't think you should ever share your social security number. Anyway, I wrote my number in socials social media accounts down on a note card and put it down on the conveyor belt under something stupid I was buying to have an excuse to walk up to him. (laughs) I was so terrified that I ran out of that store so fast. I didn't even think that he would ever text me, but lo and behold, later that night, I got a text from him. He said that he wanted to ask for my number, but he was too scared and he sounded so happy I came back and he was so happy I came back. I was dumbfounded. Long story short, here we are four years later and we are still together. He introduced me to his friends who have become my best group of friends I've ever had. My boyfriend has supported me through so much in these past few years, like getting sober, battles with my mental health, and being diagnosed with a chronic illness. I cannot thank him enough for all that he's done for me. I have a sneaky suspicion that I might not be calling him my boyfriend for much longer if you get what I mean. No, we're not breaking up, but maybe getting engaged. (gasps) That is crazy. You have balls of steel. Actually, you know what? I hate that phrase because like, no you are a strong woman that is literally amazing that you did that and also shout out to your mom for like prompting you and supporting you and hyping you up to do that because that takes so much guts 
to go up to someone and be vulnerable like that, not knowing if how they feel back, you know, it's a similar situation to like telling someone that you like them and you don't know what they'll say. But then stuff like this happens and boom, happy ever after. Would that have happened if you didn't do that? You might have never seen him again. Crazy. That's amazing. I was born in California and lived there my entire life. I love California and I always will, but a part of me always felt drawn to moving to the East Coast and exploring life out there. After finishing college, I knew I wanted to go to grad school, so I applied to mostly schools on the East Coast. I got into my top choice program in school, which was on the other side of the country, which meant that at the end of the summer, I would be packing up my life and moving across the country to a city I'd never even been to before. It felt like a dream come true, and I had an intuitive feeling that nothing in my life would ever be the same after. It was so weird because in the moments, in the months leading to up to my move, I saw a blue jay outside my window every single day, which was coincidentally, is that how you say it? Coincidentally? Yeah the mascot of the grad school I was going to. It felt like it was all meant to be. Fast forward, I moved and I have now been living here for the past three years. I've graduated with my master's. Yes, you have. Congratulations. Have a great job and I've built a life here that I'm so proud of. I get to travel and experience all the things I dreamed about as a teenager. It's crazy to think that taking the leap of faith to move has changed my life in such a beautiful way, but I'm so glad it did. Thank you for taking the time to read the story. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Oh, I love stories like that about picking up your life, moving to a place that you've never been or you've been before, but like, you know, that is out of your comfort zone, following this feeling that you have. And sometimes all it is is a feeling and no one has to understand but you. Like, I've been there. No one else has to get it. And look, you literally made a whole life for yourself, which is so inspiring to, like you said, take that leap of faith because it's so scary in the moment. But I've said this before, sometimes sometimes you have to do things scared. Hi Ava, I just wanted to say I love your podcast and I've listened to it since it was launched. It's been amazing watching it and you grow. That's so sweet. Thank you so much. Back to the point, a moment that changed my life. I'm from the UK and a couple of years ago, I was applying to university to study veterinarian, veterinary, veterinary science. I'm so sorry with, clearly I haven't spoken um, in two weeks because I don't know how to say anything. I was applying to university to study veterinary school science veterinary science i applied to five and ended up being rejected by all of them as a 16 17 year old at the time it sucked and massively knocked my self-confidence but i'm so grateful that it happened now i've had time to think about what i truly love and got a place at a top university to study chemistry this month and i'm actually excited to go i guess the lesson i learned from this is that it's okay if things don't go as planned because often greater things are just around the corner oh i love this rejection is always redirection there's always a reason why you're not getting something that you had planned on or that you wanted. Something else is out there waiting for you that is meant for you. And again, it takes time to see what that is. And in the moment when you're getting rejected from something, it hurts so deeply, but things always have a way of working out. And this analogy, if it makes sense to you, it will change your life because it changed mine. If I can explain this right when you are eating delicious food, when you are eating delicious chocolate or cake or something that a dog can't have and they're sitting there begging for it, wanting it so badly, wanting that Hershey's bar, Twix bar that you have in your hand, Reese's, whatever it is, and they don't understand why you're not giving it to them, but all they know is that they want it so badly. It's a similar analogy to you don't always understand why you're not getting what you want because there's a reason for it. And sometimes I'll think about that. I'm like, dogs will never understand why we deny them. Like, I'll, you know, I'm able to give my dog other things. But then this one thing that he seems to want so badly and is so hurt by that I won't give to him. It's just reaffirming that in your life when there's something that you want so badly and it just feels like the universe or God, whatever you believe in, isn't giving it to you. And it's so frustrating. There's always a reason. And so think of that little analogy next time because I know that has helped me a lot personally. Be like, okay, there's a reason that this is not happening, but I know what's meant to happen is going to be better than I could have ever imagined for myself. Okay, this is the last one I'm going to read here. The subject says, mom advice is always the best. When I was six, my grandma took me to my first musical ever. It was Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. I loved it so much, I immediately knew that I wanted to do that same thing for work later. That's why all my life I have known what I wanted to study. When it was time to audition, I didn't get through the first round. It broke my heart because becoming a musical actress had been my dream for my whole life. It felt like I watched my future get flushed down the toilet. At this point, I was 16. I think I could have kept myself hydrated for a few months with all the tears I cried when I heard. But my mom said to me, 
Don't worry, you know every exit leads to an entrance somewhere else. That is poetry. That's beautiful. I couldn't really appreciate that at the moment, but now I'm 20 and my life is so much different than I imagined, not in a wrong way. I decided that I was going to study journalism because I always liked writing. I didn't quite like it the first two years, but I'm now in my fourth year currently preparing myself to go study abroad in London for six months, something that wouldn't be possible if I got through the audition and would be studying musical theater at the moment. Don't get me wrong, I still love musical theater and I'm going to be living in one of the two biggest musical cities in the world while studying there. I now have a lot of passion for writing about culture and performing arts in the Netherlands where I live. That way, I'm still close to the arts, but in a different way. I now imagine myself becoming a writer in the future, and I learned that it isn't the end of the world when one of your dreams doesn't come true. You can always make new ones. This is something I wouldn't have learned if this didn't happen to me. I think it was a valuable lesson, and it changed my life for the better, even though it was hard at that moment. I do now believe that, indeed, every exit leads to an entrance somewhere else, and it led me to where I was supposed to be. Wow, how exciting. Something that I think of every time it seems like you're at a fork in the road with your life and you have a decision to make, like, do I want to do this or do I want to do that? And sometimes in a situation like this, where one of those options is closed off from you, because in this situation you didn't make the audition, you go the other route. But I know we've all pretty much experienced something where you have a choice to make, whether it's, do I go to this school or that school? They're so different. Whatever choice it is. There's two ways it could go. There's two There's two ways it could go. Neither one is wrong. Whatever you end up doing with your life or choosing will work out for you. There's not always a right answer with these kinds of things. And I'll use the college example again because I think that's relatable to a lot of our age group that's listening. Let's say you're choosing between a school that's in California versus in New York. Two very different options, two very different lives that you're looking at at one school You'll live a completely different life than you live at the other. And there's not a wrong answer to which one you should choose. I feel like when you make decisions with your life and choosing between two things or three things, whatever it is, you have to go with your heart and go with it fully and just trust that it'll take you to where you're meant to be. Because regardless, things will work out like I've been iterating in this whole episode. And I've kind of gone on a tangent here, but I love this story and I'm so excited for you. That's amazing. And that closes out moments that changed my life, your life. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know I'm feeling super inspired by now by all of your stories. So thank you for writing in. I will talk to you all next week. And that was everything on my mind. 